Standby to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, a hearty good morning from our JP Peterson. And our good friend Nick Geddes is back in our RHS TV studios in beautiful St. Petersburg. We got a ton of great stuff to get to today. We are going to uh, talk a little baseball, obviously, as the Rays start a road trip out west against the Diamondbacks and Evan Longoria and the the surprise team that is the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll also be talking some Buccaneers football. We're going to dig in on a player that I feel is being unfairly characterized. Hmm, who could that be? Um, Rashad White. Rashad White who has a very different opinion of himself than many in the media have of him. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Alex Golish talked yesterday about the upcoming season with USF. So we'll do some USF football today. Um, we got a couple of good polls out that we're going to talk about, one of them involving the NHL specialty jerseys co- uh, controversy. Steven Stamkos, I thought, had some very interesting things to say about that. So we'll get into that, take our poll question. Do you think uh, the NHL did the, did the right thing? And what else we got to talk about? Oh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Antonio Brown. We talked about that yesterday. We'll get more into that. Now, we spent a lot of time on that knucklehead, but we got lots to get to. Good morning to you, Nick Geddes. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Always got to mention this fact that Gators got smacked yesterday. Smacked in game See, three. I, I, I kind of wanted to leave World that Series. to you because, you know, otherwise these Gator fans will think I'm, you know, being partisan. And, uh, of course, I'm not. We, we said yesterday we were rooting for the Gators to win the national championship. <coughs> we uh, did. We did say it. Now, we might have been smiling a little bit when we said it. but uh. <laughs> Well, listen, LSU winning it doesn't, you know, doesn't do a lot for me because there are, their heads are already big enough. We don't need anything more coming from LSU. All right? Yeah. Between women's basketball and everything. I mean. Oh, they're all doing. Uh, all they, right. were, they were all doing this. You saw yeah. that yesterday? Saw that. Hey, listen, you know, to the victor go the spoils. Uh, and also, speaking of LSU, I met a wonderful young lady yesterday, uh, Latana Stone. Latana Stone. She is a LSU All-American golfer, and she uh, played for Cambridge Christian, was homeschooled, but played on the Cambridge Christian School, obviously where my kids went to school. Um, and she uh, finished second at the Augusta National Women's Amateur last year, got a top 10 this year. Uh, is going back to LSU to get her master's and then going to turn pro. So we're going to have her on the show. We, she was on the lighter side of sports, which we, uh, we tape right there at, at uh, RHS TV. And great young lady. Her, her, uh, her family is just tremendous, her mom and dad. So very proud of her, and I think she has a very bright future on the LPGA, speaking of LSU. So they've got – I was talking to her about their athletic program, and it's just – you know, it's crazy. Everything is first class, man. They give these athletes everything they need to succeed at LSU. It is a huge priority there, and they get the results. Unlike some other universities in the immediate area. The hist- Talking about USF, of oh. course. That, but that's ancient history. That's ancient history, right? Now they've got the facilities. They're getting the stadium. They've got they're, no more excuses, Right. Um, and finally, they've got a, a leader in Michael Kelly, who I, I understand a lot of USF people 
Look at some of the coaching choices. He hasn't really gotten that right, if we're going to be honest. But everything else he's done has been first class and taken USF to another level from a facility standpoint, which is the first step. You got to do it. You got to compete. So um, we'll get into a little USF stuff here as well. Yeah, and I'm in a college football mood this morning. That's why I put this poll out, by the way. This was the second of our three polls, which I'm going to mention. Encourage you all, all to right. go vote because I wanted. To, I was interested to get a gauge of this. What is Tampa Bay's hometown team? Oh, I love this one. For college athletics because we talk a lot about, you know, this market. Does USF have a hold on this market from a fandom standpoint with all the other schools? And I can only fit – I couldn't put Miami in here, unfortunately. I couldn't fit it. But I thought maybe you could make the argument there's more UCF than Miami. Maybe I'm a little biased. Oh, yeah. So no, I you're went, right. I went you're with right. UCF. Not like they're running away with anything. They're only 4%. So I think we can get rid of the Tampa hometown t- team, two banners yeah. that they love to bring over here. But Please. so far in this poll, USF, 48% on top. 48% on top there. Interesting because I, I, um, I, I half-heartedly – you know, I, I voted for FSU, not because I think it, it's interesting. And I said, I thought, I thought to myself, I should get the Nielsen rate, ratings. I got I used to have a contact at Nielsen. I could email them questions, and they would get back to me with some really interesting stuff. So I would be interested to find out what the TV ratings are of the college football games. Like what, what, what local rating does USF get? What local rating does Florida State get? What local rating does Florida get? Uh, UCF. I'd be very, very interested to see that number because I think that's the best, probably best data-driven number that would tell you who is most popular. Um, I, I've, I've had discussions about this before, and you know there are some metrics that uh, you know um, the folks at the Times will tell you that the Florida, if the Florida Gator stories get clicked on more, I think you would rank them Florida, Florida State, and and then maybe USF would be third. But this was this this discussion happened about five six years ago, so I'm not sure if it if it's up to date. But I think that would be interesting to find out if there's any data points that we could get. My gut tells me that it's pretty even, but I would actually lean towards Florida. I would I would do a lean towards the Florida Gators. In my time at, at Channel Eight covering things, I I would say probably the most. Um, reaction that we would get was when we would do Gator stories. It's cl- closely followed by Florida State and USF was was third. So I'll be interested to see what this poll says because I I still think that holds true. I think it's I think it's Florida, Florida State, USF in this market, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem for USF, and it's something that they need to overcome. Yeah, that's why I put the poll out because I'm curious to see what those numbers end up being. Uh, I agree with you. I voted for Florida in that poll, and I'm just basing off of the people that I know in this area. It seems like majority of them I come around are Florida fans, mostly. I'm going to be yeah. honest, not many are USF fans. I'm just It's just my interactions with people that I see out in the public. Now, I mean, I'm sure it's obviously more, but that's my interactions there. And then you mentioned the coverage part of it. That's a big thing that's been going on, too, which is part of this story, is a lot of people going after the local paper here at times for not yeah. covering USF enough. And they feel, I've been seeing this all over Twitter, and I think it's a good topical discussion. They don't feel like they're represented well, but you know in the business how it works. And I, you know, I see a lot of the Times reporters kind of pushing back on a lot of the USF super fans on Twitter about why aren't you covering my team. And, you know, right. it's about what's the best story. What is the best story? And sometimes when you're 1-11, you're not the best story. Right? right? That's yeah, just the way win. it works. 
Yeah, no, I, I think there's obviously something to to winning, right? Winning brings more attention. That's obvious, right? And and, for, and USF has not done a lot of winning. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. When Jim Levitt was there, USF got a ton of coverage. Yep. I mean, a ton of coverage. You're in the top 25. We're covering you every day. We just are. We were. every every. We were there every week at the Jim Levitt press conference. We were there. I mean, that was a must, must carry. Um, a lot, you know, there are certain must carries that you do when you're uh, running a sports department on TV. And, of course, this is 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when local TV was much different. There were much, you know, we had much bigger staffs. The ratings were 10 times what they are now before everything got fractionalized. So it's a little different. But we would, you know, one of those must, you know, got to go do bucks every week. Um, you know, raise, raise pre and post every day. Uh, they have a home game. Um, you know, and Bucks Wednesdays and Thursdays are a must. USF was Tuesday. USF was Tuesdays. We go and we we talk to Levitt. That was a must carry. Um, you know, the Monday press conference with Dungey or or whoever the, or Gruden, whoever the the Bucks coach was. So that, but that USF was a must carry. You had to go do the Levitt press conference. It, that that's not that's not a must carry anymore. I, I don't know how many people showed up at Jeff Scott's uh, pressers, and of course it's a little different now because teams feed the video out. So you don't necessarily have to show up. So, you know, in terms of staffing, you don't have to be there. You can still get your sound. But I still think that they're just an afterthought because they have not won in so long. Their basketball and football programs, uh, men's, have been terrible. And you're just not going to get any coverage that way. So you got you got to win, number one. I think what, USF does have kind of a beef in, in this regard, the fans. And I will, I will agree with you fans here that it seems like, they got plenty of coverage on this stadium, but it was negative coverage. It was I thought the tone of the Times articles were very like, how are we going to pay for this, man? Like it's their money or something. Like, like it's coming out of the Times well, even, budget. Even their own, uh, the, what is it, the Oracle? Is the Oracle tied to the university, right, if I'm not mistaken? I do not know that. The or- I do not know that. The Oracle, though, which I, I believe it is. I'll, I'll double-check that. But even they ran like a column uh, – this week and it was it was titled and it was put there on twitter and of course it got you know flame reactions all over the place it was the usf football stadium is too expensive and basically they should not build it and that's coming from the oracle which is obviously very tied to usf so i do understand it seems like every article and every news coverage of it a lot of it is so negative right and it's like almost unneeded at this point it's very weird. And it's coming be, from, like, be, people that are, like, you know, way out of the area, right? Where you're like, really, we're going all the way to this guy because he's a professor at this university in Pennsylvania, and I'm supposed to take his opinion to heart, yeah, you right. know? That's kind of how I see it in these, in these pieces. It, it's so funny because I've dealt with this so many times in my career, and you go, uh, anybody in academia, okay, anybody in academia, when you go ask them about stadiums, professional stadiums or professional teams, there's such a negative overtone to their to their research, right? And I, I've seen a lot of this research, and I think it's completely flawed in so many areas because they don't include. They talk about economic impacts. There's so many things that they don't include as part of economic impacts. For instance, they did an economic impact study on the Brave Stadium, okay? And they just took the the the, the cold, what I would call the cold hard dollars, right? The uh, the the tax revenue that's charged for a burger or a beer in the battery that goes towards schools in Cobb County, right? I'm talking about the Braves model. Um, there, there, there's tax revenue for every ticket. So there's the, the cold hard fact. And they said that that's the economic impact. 
What they did, what they did not factor in, were the ten office buildings that were that were built within two years of the Braves Stadium. At least ten, and there's probably twenty-five to thirty now. But the first ten that were built outside of the Battery and the and the Brave Stadium uh, uh, project. Okay, these were just private people coming in and saying, hey, we want to be a part of this area. It's growing. It's busting. We want to be part of it. So they built 10 office buildings. Now, every one of those those office buildings, every office has rent. Every rent pays into property tax. Those, those are property tax, huge hits for property tax. They didn't factor that in in the economic study. How is that not part of the effect of the impact of that stadium? It's a huge part. And it's a recurring thing every year. You're talking about tens of millions of dollars of new tax revenue that's coming into Cobb County because they built those. And there's, and I see this all the time in these academic studies. I think they're completely flawed. And if you've ever been on campus and you've been on in a college atmosphere and you've talked to you – know, you know what academia people hate? Sports. They yep. freaking hate sports. Sports. They hate athletes. They hate everything about sports because they're academics. I get it, but it's not their bag, and they and they and they shit on it every chance they get to. And this whole stadium has been shit on by all the academics at USF. You know why? Because they're pissed off that the era of Judy Genshaft, where academics was the absolute uh, go-to, and everything was about academics, and she she didn't give a rat's ass about athletics for the most part, and. She and, and listen, and that we can have a larger discussion about should our athletics be housed uh, in, in college on college campuses, and I would agree with most academics that they probably shouldn't. But the fact of the matter is, they are. They they are. They do. They're now intertwined, and they're a huge revenue generator. So if you're ignoring athletics as a as a as a president of a university, you know what you get? You get USF. You get this uh, this huge university of 45 50,000 students that has no school spirit. Really? I mean it, it, relatively speaking to other schools, right? It has very little identity as a school because identities come from what? Athletic departments. Nobody's out there running stories about, I mean, getting a lot of attention anyway about how your, you know, uh, your economics department did this year. Or how your horticulture department did. Ooh, we ranked fourth in horticulture this year. Who gives a rat's ass? Nobody. I mean, it might be important to some people, but most people don't give a rat's ass. So this is where your identity comes from. So if you're not going to get on this bandwagon, and Judy never really did as the president, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to be this big, anonymous, huge glump of green and white sitting out there on Fowler Avenue that nobody really knows about because you have no identity. I mean, again, should it come from sports teams? Probably not, but it should dovetail. I mean, you look at the great universities that do this really well, and I would point to the University of Florida as one of them. Tremendous, and Florida State as well. And Florida State, I think, is a better example because from an academic academic standpoint, when I went there, you, got, you get 700 on your SAT and get in, right? Now you got to have a 1,400 to get in there. Why? Because their athletic program and Bobby Bowden put Florida State University on the map. And everybody wanted to come to Tallahassee. The more uh, students want to come there, the bigger your profile, the better your academics gets, the more booster money you get, the more people, the more donations you get. You become this huge university that, that athletics is your PR department, which helps your university's academic department. And Judy never understood this. Now, the new regime, Ria Law, and, and, and uh, this whole group that put the stadium together, they get it. They get it. They know how to move USF into 
the, the new century. They're, they're, they get it. And this, this football stadium is part of it. And it's so effing narrow-minded of these academic people that don't get it. It's, you could go across, go look at Florida State as a perfect example of what the athletic department has done for the academics. It's now one of the premier academic public universities. And that's because of one man, not one man, but a huge part of it is Bobby Bowden. So you may not like the game, the way the game is played, but guess what? Hate the game. <laughs> Don't hate the players. But this is... USF is finally trying to do something. And for years and years, I was against this as on-campus stadium, frankly, because I didn't think it would make that much of a difference. But then I saw what UCF did. And you, you, you lived it at UCF. There's, there's no, you cannot argue that that stadium, as rinky-dink as it is, as crappy as it is, may put UCF in front of USF to get to the Big 12. Because it gave them more chance to be successful in football, they became successful in football, and boom, there you go. Oh, it, it yeah, it helps, and just in general, like all athletics, not even just football. It seems like when they want to do facilities, like even in like the last two years under an athletic director change, like the new guy has come in, and you know we've, I mean, Danny White was great and all that. Don't get me wrong, he took UCF to the next level, and Terry Mahondra has kind of taken it over. And when he wants something done with athletics, it just seems like it gets done. Right. It just gets done, right? There's not many hurdles to go over. They upgrade everything, whether that be uniforms, whether that be outdated locker rooms, clubhouses, a new shade of paint here and a new coat of paint there. Like, it's little things like that that they get done, and it makes it feel like, I mean, you've been on UCF's campus. It's like an athletic village there, right? You go, and that's what they're kind of calling it, like the athletic village, and they have all this right. stuff there, and it's all in walking distance of the entire campus. And then at USF, it doesn't feel like there's like a – like a connection there to athletics no. at all. And, like, no. you know, I looked it up there to verify what you said. I mean, they're the 24th largest university in enrollment of uh, public universities in the United States. The 24th. How about that? And 24th. I went, 24th. And I went and looked at, like, all the ones that are in front of them, and you talked about, you know, they have all that enrollment and they don't have an athletic presence whatsoever. All the schools in front of them, they have huge athletic huge. departments. We're talking uh, run monster. Them down. Run them down. Run the, so they're 24th. So do the top 25 and say which one does not belong here and why. All right. And why. Uh, universe, uh, Houston. Yep. Uh, Michigan. Heard of them. Penn State. Yep. USC. Mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. Illinois. Rutgers, probably, uh, probably the outlier here. Yep. Uh, Michigan State. Minnesota. Arizona State. Texas. Florida. Uh, FIU, if you can believe it. Yeah, they're growing. And, uh, and guess what? They're soon to pass USF as a major player in athletics. Maryland, Ohio State, UCF. They already. Ohio State, UCF, Texas A&M, and Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. Liberty, wow, their enrollment's that big? Yeah. Did not know. And they've but been, even but Liberty. Even Liberty's been Liberty. great with athletics lately. See? And why? Why? Because they built an on-campus stadium, and they went and got Hugh Freeze. Right. And they got really good at football. And now everybody's talking about Liberty. Everybody knows about Liberty. Everybody wants to go to Liberty. And their and their academics are and, going through the roof. And and they took remember the remember their new head coach now is Jeremy Chadwell, who was at Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina. Probably right. could have gotten a bigger job, right? We would assume. But he went to mm-hmm. Liberty and you want to talk and about we were, a, you want to talk we about were a, talking 
Yeah, I was talking about s- Jeremy Chadwell coming to USF. Exactly. And, and, that, and then somebody said, oh, Liberty's looking at him. And USF people are, oh, why would he go to Liberty? I'm like, yeah, why would he go to Liberty instead of USF? Because they win and they give support to right. their athletics. That's why. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's why Liberty probably, when we get to, I mean, I feel like they're an underrated an underrated program when it, t- when it comes to, like, expansion talks now. That they don't get talked about a lot when it comes to expansion, but I think like they're an underrated tool there because of that enrollment and what they've done with football the last few years. Yeah. So listen, it, when uh, these academics and I don't, I don't know what you what grudge you uh, the Times has against you at USF. I, I don't I don't know. To me, those articles were just so out of left field. Like like why why from a sports perspective. Why are we talking, you know, if the news if the news department wants to do the article, maybe they did, I don't know, but I just I don't I don't understand like what the, what the deal is here. And listen, I, you know, Matt Baker's a great reporter and I'm this I'm not disparaging the reporters whatsoever. They're doing their job, right? He and he did a, he went and got the, the the quotes from the academic people. I get it. I just didn't see a whole lot of the other side. Like this is what athletics can do. Or this is what getting a stadium can do. This is what the, the the argument that I just made. I didn't see a lot of that, you know, like point counter. Like, okay, here the academics don't think they don't like it. They don't think they can afford it. But here's the, you know, okay, here's the other side of why these, you know, I, I didn't see a lot of that. I mean, you got the quotes from um, uh, Weatherford, who's uh, been pushing this on the board of trustees. But I, I think. I think it really ruffled a lot of USF fans. They were like, you guys never cover us. And now we're getting article after article about why the stadium, we can't afford to pay for the stadium and it's a bad idea. Which, by the way, I mean, you want to go talk. Do we really want to break open uh, the the bottle here about how colleges waste money and and start getting down to the budget on what, what they use the money for at USF? I mean, the debt service on this stadium, I think, is $17, $18 million a year, okay? $17, $18 million a year. I'll go through that USF budget, and I'll start with a lot of your bloated salaries for these tenured professors that don't even teach, teach uh, uh, any classes at all. And we'll start, we'll, we'll, find, we'll go ahead and find $18 million real quick, real quick. The things that, as, as opposed to what this stadium is going to do, hopefully, for USF. Look, there's no guarantees that the stadium's going to be full or even half full, right? There's none. But I'll tell you this. The the road they were going down was a dead end. How it's many? A dead that's end. what I'm saying. Like, I, Kate, I mean, my, my wife went to USF, right? You know how many football games she went to in four years? Zero? One. 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 Yeah. And left at halftime. Was yeah. bored out of her mind. Yeah. And she came to me. She came with me to, like, multiple U, uh, UCF games, and she actually enjoyed herself. And she said it's because of the atmosphere. Right. There's people there and it's a very like inviting atmosphere. It's more like like the stadium because it's not Raymond James. And I think I kind of like this. Right. For That's why I really like the idea of the on campus stadium. That's kind of like what? Thirty five thousand, forty thousand. It right. feels a lot more like like close knit, like you're kind of packed in there. Right. Like almost like a family environment, whereas Raymond James is just like it's just huge. And when you yeah. have when you're having issues like, you know, putting on a good product and all that, everybody's spread out. It's so yeah. much more different at UCF and some of these other places. So, I mean, that was her kind of experience, and that's kind of when I talk to people that I know who went there. Like, Saturday comes. They're not looking at the schedule of who USF's playing. They don't care. They just have no. not cared over the last few years. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing. You've got to have that on-campus stadium. It's in their mind. It's right there. There's no hurdle, like I keep saying, of, oh, I've got to drive 25 minutes or 30 minutes over here. 
and we're playing at noon all the time, right? So it's going to be hot as hell in Raymond James during the fall. And I can't, you know, tailgate and things like that. It's all these things that have just kind of combined to get you where you are right now. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And when I, I went to a couple of USF games this year, and the first thing that hit me was it's not a collegiate atmosphere at all. They didn't, they, every, the music was recorded. The, the band wasn't playing. I don't know if it was just for this particular game. Maybe there, there was a, but the band, the band didn't play a lot. Like to me, you go to a college football game. I want to hear the band. I want to hear the band. You, want, I know you get sick of hearing Rocky Top. You know, you you want to throw up. Yeah, it, they play it so many times. But that's what college football is all about. Go to the gate. Go into the swamp. Listen to the Gator band. Do the Gator chomp. I mean, that's the, the cheerleaders. That I mean, that the collegiate atmosphere is what makes college football. It's not the football on the field. That's it's very similar to the NFL. It's the atmosphere. You, you know what I almost want to see them take a page out of? And they already have the right guy to do it right now with the new stadium, right, if this gets built in 2026. is And I'm not just saying this because he's a friend of the show, but Greg Wolf. I was going to point that out because yeah. we talk a lot about in the modern day with athletics and things like that, you need kind of more around you. You know, we talk a lot of, like with the lightning and everything. And I tell you what, Greg's the best in the business at what he does. And when the I best. went to the UCF-USF game this year, I kid you not, Greg, to me, was working his butt off to get that crowd into yeah. the game. Yeah. He was working his butt off. And I can imagine if you had it there in a 35,000-seat stadium, it's full, and Greg's doing his thing like he does at the Lightning, and you add the entertainment aspect into it with the old traditions of hearing the band. And, of course, you've got to put a, a good product on the field at the end of the day, right? Yeah. I feel like they have so the recipe. I think we'd all would agree is there for USF to really do something special. But again, as R.J. Martin kind of puts right here, and this is so true, I graduated from USF in 2018, and the games were great back then. We were good though, and winning makes games fun in any sport. That's true. Yeah. But the bottom line: you win games, and almost all this other stuff is great. But some of times, it really doesn't matter. Uh, this one from Lonnie, I think, is, is real interesting. I was paying 25k a year and had half-assed professors, furloughs occurring, cutting classes my junior and senior years for sports broadcasting. We kind of need good facilities and equipment. Uh, I, I don't know if he's talking about USF, but um, just in general, yeah. College, you, you know, my kids, my, I have one uh, child in college right now at Belmont University. It's a little different; it's a much smaller school. But when when Cullen went to FSU. I was like, how many, you know, tenured professors are teaching classes? Like, none. They don't teach classes. You know, you have a bunch of uh, teaching assistants that teach most of the classes. Um, they're, they're, those budgets are so bloated. To, like, like, USF's going to go broke by building this stadium. Like, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. These endowments are just hundreds of millions of dollars. They're not going broke building this stadium. It'll be fine. Yeah, and you can and go, it, and go look at it because I believe the pub, the – the professor universities, if I'm correct, are public. They're public, right? Yeah. The yeah. salaries. So you yeah. can go see. Because I used to do that when I was at UCF. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'd go and check and see, like, okay, what the heck is this guy making, right? He's killing me right Well, now. what was your experience? Tell me about it. With, like, the salaries? And, and how, how often you saw your teacher and how, how um, accessible they were. I never had – I really never had problems. Now, I will say at Florida Gulf Coast – when I was down there, smaller university, it was a lot more accessible yeah. with teachers. But I think that's just a product of being in a smaller university than being at a 72,000 you know, allotment, right? So mm -hmm. there's a difference there. But I never really had a problem. They all teach and everything. And you know, a lot of them, like in the journalism program, had great credentials. 
and stuff like that. And I feel like I actually learned and I still communicate with some of them now that I'm out of college and lean on for advice and things like that. So I personally never had these problems when it came to professors. Yeah, at, at, at bigger schools, it, it's just there's not a lot of teaching going on. Well, half the captain. And also, I'm doing, I'm also doing remote still. Yeah, and I'm also I was going to say that I'm I'm a product of a year and a half worth of college from the COVID era, where it was all over online. And I think some teachers are good at conveying it wherever they are, right? If they're right, in the classroom right. or if they're online, some just aren't. Some just aren't. Uh, this one from from Thomas, uh, UCF is an off-campus student-based successful hybrid concept in the 80s. UCF was very much like USF until what? Until they built the stadium, right? It's very, very Now there's an on-campus atmosphere for these games. And it's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Oh, and social, and social media is a big thing there with UCF, by the way. Yeah. Their, their yeah. social media presence, they dominate that realm of the world, where USF probably does not. Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to get started on this USF topic, but I do think, um, you know, they have a, I think there's a, a, rap, a rabid fan base out there that's just waiting to jump yeah. out. I really do. Um, and it's just, it's just a matter of time, really, I think. Yeah. But and, I, and I think, and I think last year, and I think we said this last time they we talked win. about this, last year, I think that rabid fan base was really excited. Yeah. And I think they were ready to come out. And then they were down 35 nothing at the half to BYU. And they lost Boy, They lost you know, I, I swear to God, I, I totally agree with you. That one half of football just doomed the whole season. It did. It just doomed the whole season. Every, I remember we talked about it. We were so jacked up for the season. And yeah. then, you know, at the end of the year, your All-American player is gone. Every, you know, they, all the good players from USF, let's just be honest, every good player they have has left the program. And Alex uh, Golesh is going to have a hard, hard time I know he's he's optimistic, and we'll we'll hear from him a little bit. But he's still got Mr. Byron Brown at quarterback. He does, he does. But they've lost some good players. They lost lost talent. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they got, and I'm supporting him a lot. But I think they got. I think it's going to be a rough season for USF. I'm trying not to fall into that trap of last year where I said I thought they could win six or seven games, and then they won one. Uh, I'm trying not to fall in that trap, but then I look at the schedule, and I'm just like asking myself like. Okay, but how do they not win like this many games? Like something has to seriously go wrong, right? Well, are they a more talented program than they were last year? No, but I mean they were nope. what? They were top forty offense. A lot of those pieces that were on that offense are gone. But you now have an offensive mastermind, a wizard, I guess if you could say. Uh, the The conference is a lot easier. The schedule's True. a lot easier. True. And, but like I said, end of story for USF. The main goal to me, if you're looking for a long term goal right now, or I don't, and maybe this is short term too. You have got to find a way to stay in front slash get in front, however the way you view it right now, of FAU. I, yeah. think, that, I think that's your new – forget about UCF. That battle is, is lost. It's that's over right. with. That rivalry, is, as far as you know, is dead. Now your rival is FAU. That's your competition. And I agree. They're hot right now. They're, they're red hot right now. You have to find a way to stay in front of them. I totally agree. Um, you know, And they're very similar – and in, in, they're both in metropolitan areas, right? FAU and uh, but FAU has an on-campus stadium. Yeah, they already have the head start. It's a rinky-dink, and you know maybe that's why Tom Herman chose to yeah, go and, there. And don't underestimate U- USF. Don't underestimate what this run to the Final Four did for that university right, from basketball yeah. from a revenue standpoint, an interest standpoint, everything. And their head coach staying at FAU, by the way, Dusty. Yeah, May. yeah. yeah I, I I I think this academic 
academia backlash on the stadium is very, very um, misinformed. Very, very misinformed. But I've been on college campuses and covered colleges for a long, long time. And it's, you know, it's oil and water, academics and athletics. They just, they hate each other. They'd have to coexist because that's the way the world is. But it, it, any chance that academia gets to take a, a, a shot at athletics, they'll do it. Um, it. And being completely ignorant that it's paying their salaries in a, in a, lot, of, in a lot of ways. So, um, All right. Did not mean to get off on that topic, but we covered it. We were going to cover it today. But uh, we, your thoughts, if you want to jump in on the comments or uh, take our poll question as well. And, uh, you know, update on the poll. Like, is USF going to? Are they going to run away with this poll? I don't know. Is that possible? I don't know. Let me they get could. A, yeah. Let me uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, get a get a real time update. Because once once it gets into that USF um, Twitter space, yes. Once it, it's, it's somebody you know the, those guys that start you know, please retweet it. All you USF folks that are voting, retweet it because otherwise you're going to get overrun by Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Florida so State so States. far it's forty seven percent USF, thirty two percent Florida. 18% Florida State, and then my, my UCF is coming in at three. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I, did, I, I didn't vote for them, by the way. Just putting it you out did there. did not? No, I voted for Florida. Um, all right, here's uh, – I went Florida State. Tonight, the, uh, another poll we're putting out. Tonight, the Rays will begin their series against the Diamondbacks. It is only their second series against Evan Longoria. Despite his age, would you want to see Longo, the man commonly regarded as the greatest player in team history, play for the Rays again? That's a big fat no for me. You um, you're, you're you're against fun. You're just against fun. No, I'm 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 for good baseball. I'm for good baseball. He doesn't fit the DNA right now for this team. Doesn't fit he the doesn't. DNA. And by the way, we got a pretty good third baseman. He, he's 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 raking. He's pretty damn good defensively. He's held a lot younger. And guess what? He cheaper. He a lot cheaper. Let's remember Longo for what he is. We don't I have just, to bring just, him back. I just want a vet. I just like my vets, man. We just want. I just want a vet. Look how fun it would be. Come on. First game Longoria back, you go to it and you hear the you hear the violins playing. I mean, come on. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like that's all it's I mean, for. That's all okay. it's for. All right. Like but I mean we're we're a serious baseball team. We're not here, you weren't well, you were around. But in the early days, you know, and no disrespect to these players, but we brought in Wade Boggs at the end of his career. Great to see him get his three thousand hit. We love Wade Boggs. Are you gonna tell but, me that Wade Boggs wasn't good as a Ray? I'm going to tell you, he wasn't a build, building block for the future. No, but he was needed at that time, I would probably well, argue. Oh, yes, absolutely. You wanted to you know, put me – I'm fine with that. But that. And that's my point. That's where we were at that point. Had to get fans. Let's bring in – but but was that helping us build for the future? In a way, getting fans interested, yeah, okay, I see that part of it. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't have signed him. What I'm saying is we're past that part now. We're, our goal is to win a World Series. You want to have fun and have the violins and you know and get your little goosebumps and your nostalgia. Good. We'll have a you know we'll have an old timers game and he can come back for that. We're building a champion. That. We're building a champion here. Okay, building a champion. We're not done with the ceremonial signings. All right, no more ceremonial signings. We're not bringing Fred McGriff back so we can get people to come to the games and sell a few tickets at the end of his career. We love we love the crime dog. He's fantastic. But we're building a championship now, bringing these ceremonial players back. We're beyond that. We're older than that now. We've matured into a contender. We're not doing this stuff anymore. All right. So you take your Longos and your, you know, your David Prices 
and your Scott Kazmiers, and let's remember them for the great rays that they were at the top of their game, helping us win baseball games, all right? The, the ceremonial signings are over, okay? <laughs> I feel like I just punished my child. I feel like I just, I'm broken. Hey, I'm a broken listen, man now. That hurt me a lot more than it hurt you. I don't think it right? did. I don't think it did. I'm on the verge of tears here. Come on. That hurt. I'm gonna have Sorry. to go. I'm gonna have to go dust off the Longo jersey now. Later, put today. your big boy baseball pants on. Get rid of the the, the 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 diapers. All right. Put your big boy baseball pants on. Let's go win an F World Series. All right. Longo ain't helping us win a World Series. I just I just want him to get that ring. Just want to get just want him to get that ring. You know. Of course he's. Got the Diamondbacks playing pretty well, too. Like I said, we got building blocks for the future, and we're, we're moving on. We're moving on for the present, actually. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into uh, the Rays a little bit. They've got this series against uh, Longo and the Diamondbacks, so we'll talk some Rays baseball. Uh, Rashad White, kind of a polarizing figure in the Buccaneers' backfield. I think a lot of people think he's just a guy. I have a different opinion. Um, we'll get into some more. Uh, oh, we got some lightning stuff to get to in our NHL poll. Take that one as well uh, concerning the specialty jerseys. So we'll hear from Steven Stamkos on that. Lots more to get to on uh, the J.P. Peterson Show, live from Orlando and St. Petersburg and Vegas tomorrow, baby. Stay with us. Are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, 
check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Tell them JP sent you. Get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are are awesome. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. Welcome back. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group. If you have been in an accident or had your car totaled and did not get a fair settlement, which is usually the way it goes, call the Jeeves Law Group. That's their sweet spot. They have got a lot of cases and they've recovered a lot of money for their clients. So 
If you're in that situation, make sure you make the free call. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, J-E-E-V-E-S LawGroup.com, and get their contact information. Email them or call them, and they will hopefully help you out and get you some money if you have a case. So check it out. Call is free. I have some money sitting there waiting for you, hey, so go get it. Hey, can I go point this it. out real quick before we move on from our college discussion? Real quick. Sure. Just real quick, because in the sure. break, intern Nick over here, who's also a UCF grad, mm-hmm. is telling me that I had one job, and that was to hype up UCF on this show. Okay? And, and By the and way, that's you, not your job. That's not my job. Ahead. And intern Nick is, is you know so naive, so young, so yes, short so short tenured here at the J.P. Peterson show. And yes. I will tell you right now, I'm going to say it one more time real quick before we move on. UCF, I don't care that I went there. I don't care that I have a degree that says I went there. I don't care. The most delusional fan base in college sports on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Delusional. There is no big four. There never will be a big four. You're not in the club. Never be in the club. Can't sniff the club. Back of the line. No special treatment. None. Okay? Putting that out there. I love what, UCF, why, love what UCF's doing in recruiting. I'll give them golf claps for that. They're doing good. We're getting four stars now. We're in play for all of That's great. That's great. But we're not taking over the Big 12. No. It's not happening. Okay? Mm-hmm. At least not yet. Love what Gus... I'm on the Gus bus train, but please, pump the brakes, UCF fans. Yes. Please. Delusional fan base. Delusional. See, that's why people love this show, Nate Geddes, because we keep it real. We keep it real. We root for our teams, but when it comes down to serious, objective analysis, we are spot on. We say what people want to say but are afraid to say. We say it. Go Bulls, that's, baby. That's why we have, we have a lot of people that don't like us. Look a lot at of that. People, Look at we, that. We rough, we, there you go. We ruffle a lot of feathers. I'm sorry for that. It's just sports, folks. Get over it. Put your big boy pants on. Hey, even, if even- you're offended... Even Lee Corso, Sorry. even Lee Corso has picked against FSU in, in college game day before. It ain't personal. It's not, not personal. personal. Not personal. Relax, people. Don't get your panties in a wad. We, if we take issue with something you've written or talked about, that's just our stupid ass opinion, just like your stupid ass opinion. Everybody has them. We respect them. We bring them on. We love to chatter. But you know, we don't get thin skinned when people take shots at us. Trust me, we're way past that. So, but we just try to keep it real for you. Here's folks. what here's here's the best thing, like here's it. the best advice. Just don't read the comments. Just don't read the comments. I know you can't resist sometimes, but well, I don't. We have to. It's part of the show. Well, not on the show. I meant on Twitter. I just don't read. Oh them. yeah, I don't yeah, read them. Whatever. I put an whatever. opinion out there, and I I don't I shut my phone off. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, you you want to clap back. Fine. I, I very rarely will go back and forth with people, you know, because most of the time they're not interested in a, in a, uh, oh, in a, oh, a I meaningful. Went, I went back discussion. and forth with somebody, or at least I tried to last week on something stupid, and I responded back, and then he res- or he I responded to his tweet, which I thought was stupid with my stupid opinion, and then he responded to me back with an even stupider comment, and in the process <laughs> in the process of me commenting back another stupid thing, he blocked me. He blocked, he blocked me. you? Oh, He blocked God. me. Yeah. I do block people when they get personal. Like, if you want to keep it to the issues and be respectful, it's fine. When you start getting personal, I, I have no time for that. I just, you're, you're just, and usually got like 12 followers. Because we're know, typically just talking about sports. Lives. We're just right. talking about sports. We're talking about sports, boys. Come on. Um, all right, so the Rays are at the Diamondbacks. So the, somebody in the comments said, are we going to boo Longoria? Well, you can, but he's not going to hear it. Why would you? Uh, exactly. Why would you boo Longoria? Goodness, man. I mean, 
the chicken fingers and pizza are not great at Duckies, but other than that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't boo them. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. Duckies, I went there once. They served buffalo chicken dip with Fritos, and that was a no for me. Fritos, Fritos in a buffalo chicken dip. Explain that one to me. No, no, wait. I'm I'm gonna take umbrage with this. You're taking umbrage. That sounds with fantastic. That, that sounds yes. awful. A corn chip with but yes. No. Oh yes. No, 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 no. You just need a classic Mexican tortilla chip. That's that's for all dips. No Fritos. No, 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 no. What? I got a bone to pick with Evan there. I have a bone to pick. Oh, so, so wait, wait. So you're saying this just with buffalo chicken dip or with everything? Dip? With every, with most dip. I just need a regular, like when I get dip at, at like the Publix or whatever, I get like the Mission tortilla chips because it's like the closest thing to like a restaurant tortilla chip. That's all you need for dip. We don't have to get fancy here with all these other things. Oh yes, you do. You're missing no. out on the. No, the no, you're no. missing out on the wonder of that sweet corn Fritos taste. By the way, why does Tally's feet smell like a bag of Fritos? <laughs> She's what? sitting right here. Her feet smell like where a did, bag of where Fritos. Did, where did that? Where, where does it's that a, comment come from? Everybody out there, you know, your dog's feet smell like corn chips. They do. You know, I don't know why. You know, but they I, do. I, I haven't ever decided to just lift go up smell Riley's Riley. foot. Go smell Riley and see what it smells like. I just haven't done it. I mean, come here. I'll I'll get Tally over here right now and I'll smell her paws. Yeah. Anyway, but now now I'm gonna tell you to to dip the Frito chip into the after saying that. But anyway, no Fritos and chicken dip. Yes, Fritos and, and I'll go even further. You put some buffalo chicken dip on a Frito. Or a corn chip, a real good corn chip, and it put some sour cream on top of that, and then a little bit of salsa. Holy salsa! Hell, You're mixing yeah. salsa with buffalo chicken dip. Oh, of course. Oh yes. My gosh. Yes. Yes. Tell you what, take buffalo chicken wrap. Take a buffalo that that, and I tell you what, it ain't the best, but Publix has a solid buffalo chicken dip. They have a solid buffalo it's, chicken. It's it's I. It, it's solid because it's. But where else can you get buffalo chicken dip that you can bring home? By the way, it's very, very rare. You can't really find it a lot of different places. But I, I like, I like theirs. It's good. It's solid. A little bit of sour cream on a soft tortilla. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're, we're getting a little off topic, but what the hell were we talking about anyway? It's summer, JP. Oh. We can talk whatever. We can do whatever we oh, want. We, during we, the we summer. went from Longoria to Duckies, and you had a problem with them serving corn chips. With their with their buffalo. That's why are you call why are you calling them corn chips? What is it? What is that? A free Fritos or corn chips? Yeah, they're corn chips. All right, maybe that's a me problem. Anyway, yeah. raise Diamondbacks yeah. tonight, as you were saying. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Longoria. By the way, having a pretty nice little run here. Last seven games, hitting over three hundred, a couple of home runs. Weird though that he has ten home runs and twenty just twenty RBI, but ten home runs and one hundred twenty at bats. So he's only playing thirty nine games. games. Yeah. Yeah, he's missed some games, but um, he's he's had a solid season. You know, we talked about adding him in the offseason. Clearly, we made the right decision to to stick with uh, Paredes because he's having a tremendous year, um, and a lot cheaper than Longoria. So you know, Longo, it, it was great. He um, you know he was third overall pick. He's got, what I what I really our first homegrown superstar, Longo, uh, Carl Crawford. Yeah, yeah, Carl was before him. That's right. And I and I, I tell you what, I mean, maybe I'm biased because he's my favorite player of all time. But if injuries hadn't got him, Rocco would have been would have been special. Mm. Yeah, he would have. No, I agree with that 100. percent 
the Joe, the next Joe DiMaggio. Um, <laughs> not quite, way, not I, quite that. <laughs> I, that. That's what they called him, the next Joe DiMaggio. Oof. Yeah, yeah it, it was a lot of, uh, and he got he had a weird disease, right? That got him some some weird nerve disorder. Yeah, yeah, it, it just out of it nowhere took his career just right under right from underneath him. How about that? You know, he grew up as like a superstar. The whole family was all about him. And, and he, Rocco Baldelli, I mean, the Joe DiMaggio, Rocco Baldelli. It was like the, it was a Disney story waiting to happen. Started out great. Didn't he? I think he won the Rookie of the Year, didn't he? I think he might have. 2003. I, think he, won the I mean, yeah, he was on yeah. trajectory and then some crazy-ass nerve disorder. In an alternate universe, the Rays outfield for a decade was Josh Hamilton, Carl Crawford, and, and Rocco Baldelli. In some alternate universe, it's it's out there. First of all, where is the thirty for thirty on Josh Hamilton? I feel like they did an E sixty. Did they years years ago when he was getting clean? But what if a I'm, story, I feel man. like he what a story. I feel like he ended up relapsing. Unfortunately, I'm not sure how he's doing he now, but I know he had yeah. relapsed again a few times. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, it, it's not. But he was what a story. I remember going out to the Rays, uh, Namoli complex. When he came back, and I've never, listen, been around a lot of great baseball players in my life, never seen anybody with a swing like that. He, he was the natural. He was the natural. That, 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 and that performance that he put on in the home run derby, he hit, what, 48, I think, he in hit, two rounds? He hit 28 in round one, and this was the old school format with 10 outs. He yeah. only got 10 outs. He hit 28. Right. Much tougher. Didn't even win the home run derby, by the way. If you no, just, did not win it. Who, who won he, it? Does anybody he, remember? Oh, I um, know who it is. I don't wonder if you can remember. I, I forget. Um, it was. He wasn't even like a huge power hitter. It was. It was. Uh, it was you, are you ready? You have. You have. A, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was Justin Morneau. Justin Morneau. Yeah. Yeah, but Hamilton was the show. He just he hit so many in those two rounds. He was gassed. He was just gassed, and he couldn't he couldn't go any further. But that was but that guy's swing. I saw him at the Namoli Complex. There's a big in center field. There's a big green wall. It's probably thirty forty feet high in center field. I mean, it's tall. It's really really tall. And he was hitting dead wet, and it was like four oh five to center. He was hitting them dead center field, like way over the wall. I mean, way over the top of the wall. And I was just like, holy hell. And that, was, that wasn't with max velocity from you know the pitching machine, obviously, or whoever was pitching. That was a display. So, yeah, can you imagine that? Josh Hamilton, Carl Crawford, and Rocco Baldelli. Yeah, holy and, then, and, then, B- Rocco and then BJ sticks at shortstop instead of playing the outfield. So he takes care of that spot. Longo at third. You get a couple years out of Aubrey Huff at first base. Yeah, Rays might have had a little team back in the day potentially. Yeah, notice, notice how I notice how I excluded anything that had to do with uh, pitching. Notice how I just I didn't touch that. Wechter will not be happy with or him. Dewan Brazelton. My goodness, Dewan- Brazelton, <laughs> Brazelton. You know, Dewan ended up um, working catering at at the Amway Arena. Super. I mean that in the nicest Not way. Not to be disrespectful. I'm just. I used to chat with him, but nicest guy. In I the only. World, I man. only said. I said fitting. I'm only saying fitting because that's a joke in wrestling. Like when you're right. when you're just not that great and you're at the bottom of the card, it's like yeah, see you in catering, see you in catering, <laughs> catering, brother. That's where every low talent sits at all night. And they're just in catering. He was like the third overall pick or first overall. Like, 
out of Middle Tennessee State. Like we took a picture out of Middle Tennessee that 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 college hotbed of baseball, Middle Tennessee State Murfreesboro. That's where you go find the good ones. Yeah, shocking development. That was the oh my god, the whole Chuck Lamar deal. Chuck Lamar. Yes sir. No sir. Yes sir. Yes sir. Uh, yes sir. Uh, 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 no sir. No sir. Yes sir. Uh, no sir. Chuck Lamar was. And this is I, I, this is from a very very good source. John Sherholtz unloaded Chuck Lamar like Lamar. Chuck Lamar was like somebody's nephew and was forced on him in the Atlanta Braves organization. So when Namoli was looking for a GM, he went to Sherholtz, who at the time was in the middle of you know the fourteen years division titles in Atlanta, and Sherholtz was like, "You got to take Chuck Lamar. This guy is the <laughs> he's the best." He is the best. He's going to be the best general manager in the history of baseball. You got to take this guy. He's the man. We hate to lose him. Wink, wink. But (laughs) take him. So we hired Chuck Lamar, who famously, who famously, we got to get Romano on to tell the story again. Because this is when Pinello was the manager. And Chuck Lamar was the GM. (laughs) And, you know, Pinello's like, hey, go get me an infielder who can hit. (laughs) So Lamar goes and gets Jason Romano, who hadn't who hadn't played infield in like five years. So he, so Romano gets to Romano gets to the trap, and uh, Tally's having a dream. Can you hear? Do you hear? Can you I hear? Think, I think background? she's I think she's dreaming about Fritos or something. She's I don't dreaming know. about corn cheese. She yeah. just barked. Watching dogs dream is so funny. Hey, wake up! <laughs> All right, she's done. So Chuck Lamar, he's dreaming of Chuck Lamar, the years of the Chuck Lamar years. <laughs> Does <laughs> anybody right. dream fondly of those? I don't, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. So Romano, so he gets to the trap, and Pinella's like, all right, go take some balls at short. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> you didn't want to hate to get, hey, Skip, I haven't played short in five years. <laughs> so he had to go borrow an infielder's glove. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's out there taking, <laughs> taking balls at short. And he's like doing the best he can. And Pinella's like, this guy sucks. <laughs> he goes, yeah, because I'm an outfielder now. And I've been an outfielder for like five years. What kind of rinky-dink oh. operation where the, ra- the oh devil rays running God. back in those days. Brazelton. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Anyway. No, we're completely off the rails. Here I know. Today. I meant to. I meant to get to the fact that tonight we got a hell of a pitching matchup. If you're a fan of pitching, strap in. Yes. Because Todd yeah. Bradley is going for your Rays, and in the NL, a guy that we have not seen a lot. I don't even know if he's ever pitched against the Rays over his time I don't think in so. Miami and Arizona. But Zach Gallen, who is a bona fide Cy Young contender in the National League, this guy goes deep into games. Tori Lavola, the uh, Lavola, the manager of the Diamondbacks, trust him. He's the ace of that staff. So. Could be tough, tough sledding for the night uh, tonight for the Rays at the plate. He does not surrender too many, uh, too many runs and make mistakes. So, I'm expecting a low score here in Arizona. I, I was looking at a picture of him on his, uh, on the D-back site, right? And <laughs> go, go look at the D-back site and, uh, and Zach Gallon and the picture, not his head-on picture, but the side picture where he's wearing his glasses with the beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? You got that? I, yeah, I see it. Dave Mishkin. Yeah. He looks like he looks like Mish. He's Dave. He's he's Dave. It's Mish. Fa- yeah, it's Mish. I'm throwing, looking, a, throwing a two seamer, especially if you look at it one where like he's not facing forward. He's yeah. fa- he's like pitching. 
profile. Yeah, yeah, the profile there. Yeah. That's Mish? That's Mish. I got to send a screenshot. I don't know if Mish has that lettuce, though, like Alan does. He's, he, he got a little bit in the back, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. That's fantastic, though. That That is a set of hair right there. That is a nice salad. That's a nice salad. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a whip of 109, um, 98 innings pitched, 104 strikeouts, 2.84 ERA, 9 and 2 on 16 starts. That's uh He's not even legit. he's not even one of those flamethrowers either. The velocity's not high. He's just a great pitcher, a great pitcher, and he's got he's got good off speed with the curve cutter and change. Uh, that's his trio of pitches. All of them are deadly. So this is going to be tough for the Rays tonight. We've been talking about the offense has kind of hit a little bit of a yep. a funk. It seems funk. not too many funk. guys are are at their best at the moment. Now you go in to face a tough Arizona club, which is hope is trying to fend off the the San Francisco Giants. If you can believe it, in the NOS, it's the it's the Giants who have proven to be the toughest the toughest competition in that division. Not the Padres, not the Dodgers, but the team that missed out on Aaron Judge. So, uh, I expect a good one if you can stay up for it. Nine forty start times for these games, by the way. Nine forty start times, and then I to, will be. And then they go to Seattle right after. I will be it's in 10-10. Vegas. Oh, it's going to be perfect for you. Then. I'll be. Yeah, I'll be. It'll be right in uh, prime time for me at, at the sports book tonight. Uh, we'll be able to watch uh, watch that game tonight. I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll throw a little wager down on the Rays tonight. Please don't. I could get good Please value don't. with Gallon on. Please don't. You 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 have you have doomed this team every time you've wagered. This is true. Be a good this sport. Be, be be okay, a good sport. Okay, I'll bet on the I'll bet on the D backs. I'll take the hit. I don't so want you it, betting at all. No, why? Going to Vegas. What am I going to do? Eat corn chips. You can go no. see the food. I don't know. Go yeah, say hi to Mark. Go to say go say hi to Tom Brady. You know what we're doing? We're going to Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. That's what I go to Vegas for. Go to Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. One of the seven man-made wonders of the world. Why? And you know why? I'll tell you why. You want to know why? Why? Because my grandfather helped design the electrical uh, room the, that, and, the, and the high-tension wires that go from Hoover Dam to L.A. My grandfather designed those. And part of the... Name right there on the plaque. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. How about that? That's the kind of lineage in my family. I knew that. Was, I knew that's exactly what was going to happen. I start ripping on the fact that you're going to Hoover Dam, and then there's always a personal connection story. You know how many times that has you bit, feel bad now. Don't you know you? how many times that's bit me in the ass, like in real in no. public too, with people no. I don't know. And it's my dad, very my father, by the way, not far from where I'm uh, broadcasting right now. My father. Uh, his company, and he was the lead designer for all the public works in Walt Disney World, Ooh. the Magic Kingdom. So engineers, yeah. So every time you take a dump at Walt Disney World and it flushes, you oh. thank my dad. No, yep. I've never taken a dump at Walt Disney World. But you know. <laughs> are you one of those people that won't use a public toilet? Yeah, we've had this discussion already. Oh, we've had this God, discussion. You think I'm doing that at Disney? Do you know how many different people use those restrooms a day? <laughs> You gotta go. You gotta go. Have you ever watched? There's no See, urgency. This is, a, this is one no of the urgency. problems with you younger people. No, there's you not. Think you're, you think you're going to get COVID or, or or tuberculosis from the toilet because you if you have to go to the bathroom. It's, it's not that, JC. It's a ment. It's a mental thing. It's a well, mental what, thing. What? 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 what me? Well, like your toilet's any cleaner than that toilet? Listen, Who are you kidding? Listen, it's a mental thing. I'm not going to get. I will not get into specifics publicly on this topic. Just, it's a mental thing. 
You, you kids today, man, you think you got you got it. Oh, I can't go to the bathroom in public when I pick up some germs. Drink out of a garden hose. It's not germs. It's not germs. It's not germs that I'm... immune system like mine. I I did drink out of the garden hose. Thank you. I laughed at you. Okay, I did all those things. I ran through sprinklers. I did all that. And you can't go... You can't use a public facility? It's a a mentality thing. It's a mentality thing. You kids today. Step up. (laughs) Take a dump at Disney World. Step up. It's freeing. It's very free, and it works thanks to my dad, which is the whole point of it. That's right. Yeah, he he came that Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah, that was him. He built that whole thing, that Seven Seas Lagoon. That used to be a that used to be a swamp. Now look at it. Yeah, and I, I can't even work my computer. That's how smart. I am. Yeah, you want to hear my biggest accomplishment? You want to hear <laughs> they, my? They passed. Hey. They passed that down to me. <clears throat> I have an engineering slash mechanical accomplishment. Really? If you want to hear it? Sure. Okay, so. You know the new, uh, you know all the, or all the, what do you call it? Uh, the word, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. The remodel, there you go. The remodel and the additions that they've added to the Tampa, Inter- the International Airport. Yes, the best airport in the world. <clears throat> Correct. Um, the, what is it? The rental car area. Have you been in that new area yet? Yeah. The beautiful. rental car area. Yes, have you ever looked, gorgeous. Have you ever just gone in and looked up at the ceilings there? Yeah, actually I have. Those beautiful... Yeah. Those beautiful wood panels and all that. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. gorgeous. Really well, well done. I put the rivets in all those bad boys and put some of them up on my my own. You built that? Some of them. Little, lo- wow. little known fact. Little known fact here, real quick. Story time. Quick story time with Nick here on a Tuesday. Uh, when I was 16 and 17 years old, both those summers, uh, I worked with my uncle, who was a superintendent of an engineering company, Ceiling Tiles. And I installed ceiling tiles, and the second year, when I was 17, was the first year. It was phase one, the original phase. This was 2017 that summer, phase one of the airport uh, remodel. And we were in the rental center, and this was long before there was any of that there. It was just a complete dirt pile and just a concrete building. And I put the rivets and all those things, you know, to get them all ready to go, drilling the holes and all that, and got up in the lifts and put some of them up myself. So... Next time you're in the rental, uh, you're in the rental area. Just know that I had a presence there one day. Wow, that's impressive. There you go. That is, that's a golf clap for you. Wow. I'll also scoot right through that so those things don't fall on my head. <laughs> don't trust it at all. Please don't. <laughs> I know who put these in. When we come back, we will. We're going to give you some bucks talk. Uh, we promise you bucks talk on each and every show. And up next. The polarization of Rashad White. Some people think he's a bum. He's just a guy. Uh, I think differently. And Rashad White definitely thinks differently of himself. So we will get into the Rashad White. And also, a little as part of that debate, we will bring up my other uh, soon-to-be well-known player, Keyshawn Vaughn. So quick break. We'll be back here on the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at Italiano Insurance. They just hooked me up on my auto insurance. Uh, they raised my rates. My other company did. So I said, hey, can you shop them around? Guess what, guys? Saved me $600. $600 on the six-month premium. That's real money, folks. That's the great folks at Italiano Insurance. And Charity stayed till 9 o'clock to get the job done for me. 9 o'clock she worked on this to get the job done for me. That's how awesome she is. And that's how awesome they are at Italiano Insurance. So give them a call at 813-877-7799. Back in three. 
All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice generated robot these are confusing times for homeowners and italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation home auto business life it's italiano for all the pieces of your life Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244.
Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. All right. Welcome back to the JP Peterson Show. Coming to you live from our Orlando studio. Uh, Nick Geddes back in our RHS TV studios. By the way, great way to watch the show is on RHS TV. You can download that app on your phone if you want, if you, if you want to watch and listen. Um, and that app doesn't have to be open for you to still hear the audio, which is good. Um, you can also download the FanStream Sports app on your Apple phone. You can listen that way. You can also watch and listen on YouTube, Twitter. What else we got, uh, Nick? We got another thousand ways you can watch. Go to FanStreamSports.com. Apple, uh, DS- Spot- Apple, Spotify, if you didn't mention those yet, as always. DSP Media is another place. Uh, DSPMedia.com is another place. Their YouTube channel. So we are all over the place. Uh, we're getting between 50,000 and 100,000 views and downloads a month. So we would love you guys to join us. Please tweet out the show, retweet it, share the show. And we're also looking for advertisers too. We got a great group of advertisers, but we can always bring more aboard. So if you have a small business or a big business and want to reach a lot of great sports fans here in Tampa Bay, great and very affordable way to do it. We got packages starting at 750 bucks a month, which is a steal. So come on ahead and join us. You can always email me, jp at thejppetersonshow.com, and we'll take care of you, jp at thejppetersonshow.com. Dude, we got some great comments. Before we get to Rashad White, let's go through um, some of the comments today. You guys are on fire, (coughs) on fire, Um, going back towards um, Thomas Casper is right on here. Uh, No more hit shows. Hit show. Hit show. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hit show. By the way, have you seen the uh, Randy Arozarena? Every time you vote, his sombrero gets bigger on Twitter. Have you seen this? I have. Yeah, that is the the marketing department over there is just crushing it. They are crushing it. But as I said in my tweet, I retweeted that we got to vote for Yandy, vote for Randy, get out there, vote, 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 vote for those two. Where's the Wander Franco promotion? He's not in the final vote, JP. He's not in the well, final it, vote. The, are we still getting votes for the All-Star? No? The way they do it now is they take the top two, and then in the outfield, I want to say it's like the top five or top six, I think. So after right. like the first voting or, the, or after like the first month of voting or whatever it is, they take the top two at every position, and then they do an extra round of voting with just those two guys. Wander did not make the shortstop cut in the top two. He finished third behind... 
uh, Corey Seager and Bo Bichette. Now mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. to. Fo- Randy, I think, is going to be okay in the outfield. He had the third spot at the moment, I believe. Yandy's got a little bit of some work to do. And so Wander's not going to the All Star game. He's not going to start the All Star game. This is to decide who starts the All Star game. Okay, all right. I think he'll go to the All Star game. I'm hoping, but it's going to be tough because Seager and Bichette have been great. Just imagine if they want to take three shortstops. It really comes down to that. But Yandy, we cannot have Vlad Guerrero Jr. start the All Star game. It no. just cannot happen. His numbers no. are nowhere near Yandy Diaz. So Rays travesty. Fans, we've got travesty. This is when you got to put your Rays cap on now, and you've got to vote like crazy. Make like thirty different emails real quick, and do it every single day. Get Yandy starting this All Star game. Alani Wilkins not pleased with your owner. It's pricing out uh, the local fans for the Atlanta series. Forty dollars is cheapest ticket. I mean, it's the Braves. I, I, listen, I can't. Lonnie, I love you, brother, but, you know, the $10 tickets were out there for all the games, so they probably sold out quickly. It probably didn't make a lot available for the Atlanta series because they knew that was well, going to be a tough listen, ticket. Listen, the Rays are not having trouble. I think they're, the weekend series, where typically they're not the $10 tickets, they've done so well. Yeah. I feel like the Rays have almost proven they don't need to go super cheap on those those uh, those series there at home on the weekend, which they've had plenty of them, right, this year. It seems yeah. like most yeah. of the weekends they're playing at home. It's been great. But it's the Braves. When's the last time the Braves have been here in, in Tropicana Field? It's been a long time. Oh, long time, yeah. It's a yeah, premier team. I'm sure there's going to be Braves fans, you know, that are making the trip there for the summer and all that kind of stuff, and probably a good good amount that live here, right, that have been living here for a while and grew up Braves fans instead of Rays fans. So that's going to be a fun series. I'm going to be over there at St. Pete that, that weekend. So I'm yeah, gonna, I might go see the Braves. I'm, I'm, gonna, go I'm, the I'm Braves. going out of my way to see that, and I don't really care what the ticket price is. I'll hit up some of my rich friends to see if they want to buy me a ticket. Yeah, I'll be you know. sitting. I'll be sitting in the two hundreds. You know, my my seat, and then I'll. By the text way, I'm you. not like super cheap, so I I will buy. I go. My deal is, I'll buy the beers at Ferg's. So I'll give Ferg my money. Mark Ferguson, love him. I'll give Ferg all my money, <laughs> and then you buy me the race ticket. So that's fair, right? So Wait, I, don't, I didn't my know. Money doesn't go to I, didn't, I didn't know that. I always wondered why it called it Ferg. So it's just yeah. the guy who owns it is his last yeah. name is Ferguson. Ferguson, yeah. Great dude. Cool. There's my there's my fun fact of the, the day best. that I didn't know. Best of the best, Fergs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I do it. So if you want to buy me a ticket, I'll go to the game with you, and I'll buy it Fergs. So that's fair, right? And at the game, J people personally go and buy everybody around a Bud Light. You know I'm an IPA drinker. <laughs> I I wouldn't drink that crap. I just no wanted. I just wanted. I just wanted to get was. a. I wanted to get a quick reaction from you. I probably shouldn't have even bought well, it. I love. Up. I'm just gonna. I, did, I don't. I don't think I ever tweeted it out. <laughs> but I think the day we were there was when the first first Bud Lights t- stuff started, uh, or maybe it was after. Damn it! And, I start. I started it. Damn yeah, it. right after that, and uh, you went by the big freezer in center field, and it, like the eighth inning, we were walking out ninth <laughs> inning, and everything was picked over except the Bud Light. It was. <laughs> <laughs> the whole top of the freezer was all the blue, and everything else was, like, gone. Um, Richie P. says, uh, Glory Days has the same thing, and it wasn't so bad, Nick. Is that the, uh, the, the, the buffalo dip? Okay, Glory Days is my favorite buffalo dip. I'm just going to put that oh, out there right now. Oh, it is now. fantastic. But oh, you my can, God, yes. You can request to get it with regular tortilla chips, which is what I do. I don't play with the Fritos. But their reg- their buffalo dip is fantastic. It's creamy. It's thick. They put chicken. They put actual chicken in there, right? Yeah. That's what makes it smoky. Chunks of chicken. And it's smoky really too. They like smoke the yeah. chicken and then put it in there. So it's just like flavor overload. So Glory Glory Days used to be a sponsor. I got to get them back. They're, yeah, that chicken dip and their wings. 
their wings are the, flipping the, the, fantastic. The fire-grilled wings is what, is the what I The fire-grilled wings, yes. Their fire-grilled <clears throat> wings are the best, and they're big, man. They do not cheap out. Those things are humongous. They're like dinosaur freaking wings and drums. They're huge. Uh, Thomas, not a fan of duckies. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't I, I pass by it a lot when I went to the old house, and man, it's it's never crowded. It's last few times I was in there. Sorry, Evan. Just you know, call it like you see. Knockman smoke fish dip in Reddington Shores is a ten. I love a good smoke fish dip. I do too. I'm a huge smoke fish dip guy. Um, who's got um, a Salt Shack? Has got a good smoke fish. That's dip. a cool little really drink. good. Get some drinks oh, on the smoke, water. Salt Shack's fantastic. You've ever been to Salt Shack? You've been there. right? I've been there, but when I when it comes down to those type of places, I'm not going for the food. I feel like the seafood's always going to be kind of average at those type of places. It's more so the atmosphere. Yeah, and they do a great job food-wise, though. You know, I a little you know full disclosure. Two of my friends own Salt Shack, but they but they they come from the Outback, the old Outback of Jeff Smith and uh, Bill Curtis. The, Jeff used to run Outback back in the day when Outback was really really good, like really good. You remember those days? <laughs> it was really really good, yeah. and, and it was the best value in all of going out to eat in the early days when when Bob Basham and and Chris Sullivan owned it. And Jeff Smith was running it for him. They that so same food folks. Their coconut shrimp at Salt Shack is is fantastic. I don't know which one they and their smoked fish dip is fantastic. All their food is really yeah. really good. Fish is I like solid. The, my favorite smoked dip just because we're on the topic. Have you been to Waltz in Sarasota before? No, no, I've heard of it though. Waltz in Sarasota. Waltz yeah. Sarasota makes a mean mullet's fish dip. JP, very solid buffalo chicken dip from Publix. Yeah, with chili cheese Fritos. Yes. Yes, the chili cheese Fritos with the buffalo chicken. Add in a little bit of sour cream. I'm a big sour cream guy. I can tell. Yeah. Full, by the way, reduced fat, fat-free sour cream. What is the point? Stop it. That's just dumb. It's like caffeine-free coffee or the stupidest thing in the history, non-alcoholic beer. Dumbest What's the point? Thing what is the ever. point? Why does anybody order that? Why does anybody carry that? They because they think they're getting the flavor of beer and they're not because it doesn't taste like beer. It's just yeah, it's awful. It's freaking awful. Um, what else? Any any other food references in here? Yeah, everybody's everybody's just chiming in now with their their food takes. Uh, Lonnie Wilkins, I have not been here before. I've heard of it. Uh, the smoked wings at the Angry Pepper, which I believe is in Seminole. I want to say the Angry Pepper. I had not heard. I of think it. it's over in Seminole. Richie P with a tone ash. Oh my goodness. Reference. God, I, I remember. I remember going interviewing that dude when they brought him in. Could barely speak English. Wasn't he they like him, like he was supposed and, to be like the Babe Ruth or whatever? Yeah, they brought him out of the, the swamps of Louisiana, and he was playing in these like you know semi pro leagues in the swamps of Louisiana and just mashing home runs, but couldn't hit a curveball. So, by the way, can I just put this out there real quick on the topic of of guys who are overhyped? Remember how we Who's were that? talking about our our boy Joe Caglione? Yesterday, yeah. and everybody yeah. was calling him the next Otani and all this kind of stuff. And they were they were hammering that point home, and then he hit a batter with the first pitch of the game last night, and he was pulled after like what an inning, and he couldn't even get like all six outs, two innings. Come on, he's from playing high school now. Don't go, don't go all nuclear on. I'm not going nuclear. Game. I'm just saying. I I mean, I saw it there in the big game. Well, first of all, I mean, he's not know, o- stop with the Otani references. He's, he's not o- he was not Otani. Let me just put that out there. He's a he's a fantastic <laughs> college baseball player. He's an unbelievable college baseball player that does. You, you know, when you're performing both ways at at the SEC level, that's super super special. That is super super special. But come on, not the Otani thing is, he's. 
I'd say he's once in 100 years, but we've never seen anything like Otani. And he's still yeah. hitting home runs. He had another one last night. Yeah. I feel like every game he's hitting a home run. He leads all of Major League Baseball in strikeouts and in home runs and in RBIs. Oh, and in OPS. Freak. Chu Jetson's telling me take Gallon over in K's tonight. Yeah, the Rays have been striking out at an alarming rate lately. Would you agree? Yeah, a little bit. I think they're just kind of limping to they're limping to the All-Star break just a little bit. Just got to get there. This is what you should start <laughs> pimping right here. An all-timers game. At, uh, at at Tropicana Field, bring them all back, but it's hard to do an old timers game when you know Carl Crawford's like thirty nine years old. You know, like oh, who's who's our old guy, Fred McGriff, who's you know fifty what fifty five or whatever. Which, by the way, speaking still of, looking good. Speaking of Fred going to the Hall of Fame again, also um, mm-hmm. had him on a couple months ago, but I saw yesterday. I guess Trisha did a sit down with him, uh, and they're doing. He's going to be the topic of the next All Access on yes. Valley Sports. Yes, Rays. Rays finally embracing their past. You know, it's something that they have not done. They've treated their 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 past players like shit, and uh, and I'm glad they're finally recognizing them and 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 promoting them. Maybe even allow them to go into the clubhouse every now and then with a with a pass, which they haven't done in the past. Um, what else we got in here? Oh, Jew's giving me some betting advice. Uh, Bucks over six and a half wins. Yeah, I'm all over that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay a hundo on that one. Um, Baltimore wins AL East plus fourteen hundred. Oh, that's good odds. That's good. If, value. You're, if you're looking for a non-biased bet right there, that's good odds. All right. Uh, anything? Um, this one, I think Glory Days has connections. Yeah, Outback guys also um, have connections to Glory Days. Yeah, I think Bob and Chris both have a piece of Glory Days. That's why their food is fantastic. Their food is really, if you haven't been to a Glory Days, Glory, they got a bunch of, what, but five or six locations. There's one on 4th Street near the studio there, by the way. Um, and where is the, uh, they've got uh, one in Wesley Chapel. Out in my way, there's one in Brandon. Brandon. They put one out in uh, on Big Ben Road, which is booming right now. Mm-hmm. One out there as well. And it also, if you remember, Leroy Selman's is what it used to be, which was great. It's, I hate that Leroy Selman's is no longer – that was my favorite place, Leroy oh, Selman's. Oh, and that was an Outback property. Yes. Yeah. Leroy Selman's was fantastic. And I believe if – I mean, the menu is almost very similar to what Leroy Selman's was. I think they kept some of the recipes a little bit. Dude, Leroy Selman's, first, their chicken wings were amazing. Yeah. Their ribs – all their food was amazing. That was one of my favorite – their cheese grits – Oh, the Leroy Selman cheese grits were fantastic. And they had this gumbo, too. I used to get the seafood yes. gumbo. Oh, It was yes. really good as well. Yeah, yeah I heard, um, maybe speaking out of turn here, but I think Leroy's widow, very religious, and didn't like the, the whole um, al- serving alcohol part of it. So it was. I was told, I remember of, we went there once. The last time I went there was the one there uh, on, was it Boy Scout? Yeah, it was yeah. on Boy Scout, and we asked the waiter, the waitress. We were like, "Why are y'all closing?" And he, she had mentioned that his his widow didn't just no longer wanted to be in the restaurant business. Yeah, right. She yeah. kept it vague but, like that. Yeah, and, and and no disrespect to her at all. Yeah. I mean, obviously to her family, and I had no, you know, we have no idea what what that was all about. But just saying that the food was amazing, and a lot of those were really Mama Selman's yeah, recipes, like the sweet heat. Yeah. Did you ever have the Legit. sweet heat fried chicken from there? And yes. it had that seasoning yes. all over it. Yes, yeah. They still have that at Glory Days. It's like the same chicken. Do they? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, what I'm I saying. They kept that. a lot of the same recipes on some of their meals. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Leroy Selman's. That place was fantastic. The ribs were amazing. The chicken rib combo used to get that with cheese grits and the loaded mashed potatoes. 
green the green beans with the big bacon bits. Oh, we were due. For, we were so due for a food discussion. I I, just, I felt it coming. I felt Mazzaro's it coming. Ranch with buffalo pretzel crisps. Amazing. That's not anything at Mazzaro's. Come on. I don't even. What is Mazzaro's? Mazzaro's is a, a great Italian market in St. Pete. You never been to Mazzaro's? No, I have not. I don't go anymore because the line is always out the door. It's just you know me. I have no patience for waiting for anything. Um, and so, but I, you, you used to go there. You could go there at lunchtime or, you know, one, like one thirty, two o'clock is like a, a, kind of a sweet spot. You could go there, handmade sandwiches, all the homemade Italian things, you know, lasagna, the dip. I mean, their food is just ridiculously good. It's so good. Um, what else? Uh, ask Gloria Days Manage about bringing back Leroy's Tampa tea. And they said it was disgusting. and they got a lot of questions about that. Yeah, you got to go to Mazzaro's. All right, what were we supposed to talk about here? Oh, you were going to get Rashad to, you going to get to Rashad White in the box. All right, so I was listening to uh, I believe it was the Ira Kaufman Ira Kaufman podcast with over Joe Box fan. Uh, they do a great job on that, that podcast at the Pewter Report. Love their podcast as well. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Sammer and the Loose Cannons guys for their trip to. You see their trip to Green Bay that they're organizing. I did. Yeah, great value. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to like partner with them to get the word out on that. I've never gone on one of those trips. I'd kind of like to do that as a fan. You know, I've done I've done all these these stadiums as um, you know, in the press boxes and all that, but uh, I've not gone to Green Lambeau as a fan, which I think would be amazing. Do the whole, you know, pregame uh, the, I, you know, I've been through the at, uh, I think the first time I ever did one was the 97 was it the 97 playoff game with uh, Warren Sapp and Brett Favre going at, going at it? Did a big tailgate uh, feature for that. That tailgate is just unbelievable. So shout out to them. But anyways, listen to the, to the podcast. And they're not, they're not big believers in Rashad White. Now, Rashad came out, and I think he said he was going to go for 18 or 1,900 yards from scrimmage. That's a little ambitious. I'd probably shoot for, I'll take 12 to 1300, which I think is really doable for him um, if he stays healthy. Uh, and I, I guess they're looking at a lot of the advanced metrics. All I do is I watch the tape, right? I watch the tape, and when that guy got a chance to run the football in, in, in certain situations where it was conducive to running the football, um, meaning it wasn't just completely predictable like most of the running plays we called last year. I, I thought he did a fantastic job. I think he's got wiggle. I, I liked his vision. Uh, he catches the ball and transitions uh, to running very quickly with very natural. I think Keyshawn Vaughn does that as very well. And here's the proof is in the pudding. Okay, they didn't draft a running back, right? Yeah. They had a chance to draft a ton of running backs. They didn't because they, they, they feel like Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn are players. Um, and, I think, and I think they're going to be really, really good players. In this offense, uh, I think Rashad White has a chance to, to do 12, 13, 14, maybe 1,400 yards from scrimmage. I think he's that. I think he can be that good, um, given the opportunity, and he stays healthy in this offense. So, um, I'm anxious to see it. I think they did the right thing by not drafting a running back. They've got the. I, I think they feel like Rashad White, and Keyshawn Vaughn were as good as any of those. You know, Bijan Robinson, notwithstanding, as good as any and a running back. In, uh, in in the draft, so why waste why waste the pick when you got two young backs and really haven't gotten a chance to do what they should do? I don't I don't think the fact that they haven't been productive, like Keyshawn Vaughn got one opportunity in a playoff game and he played great. He played great uh, when he had to play. Um, 
I think the only time that Rashad White really got a shot to run the football, well, the only time he had more than 20 carries, he got 100 yards in the, Seattle. The Seattle game. He got Seattle in, in Germany. So I don't know why people are down on Rashad White. I think he's going to be a – I think he's going to – I don't want to be a superstar, but I think he's going to be extremely effective. So – what do you think? I could almost make the argument, and quarterback notwithstanding, because obviously you need some you need some level of play there. Rashad White to me is almost the most important guy to the offense for this season, for the way they want to play, for the way that Canales talks about the offense, and they've got to get the running game going, and they got to stick to it. They got to block up front, be consistent, and the fact that they didn't invest any draft capital because remember, Rashad White was what a third round pick. Yeah. And Keyshawn Vaughn in 2020, I believe, was a third-round pick as well. So you've invested pretty decent draft capital in two running backs. And and Keyshawn, I think his first year, we would all tell you he was he was completely in over his head. I mean, he was. I mean, Keyshawn was probably overdrafted by. Let's keep it real. Probably three rounds. It was a shock when the Bucks took him that high, and it showed his rookie year. But you know, I'm not the biggest Keyshawn Vaughn guy. Because I just feel like it's been it's been three years now. I know the, the opportunities have definitely been limited for Keyshawn. I've seen spurts here and there. I wanted to say, like, in 2021, there was a Carolina game where he got a chance to run a little bit. And yeah. he kind of took advantage of it and did well. But at that time, again, they were bringing in vets. Like, Le'Veon Bell was running the football. And uh, LaShawn McCoy and Giovanni Bernard. They kind of have gone that route. To be that kind That's of my like, point. He's not. He's not gotten the opportunity. He hasn't gotten that opportunity. But Rashad yeah. White. I mean, I think eighteen, nineteen hundred. If he had that, I mean, my goodness, we're talking. Well, then he's pro bowler. Yeah, yeah, we're elite levels here. But I think fourteen to fifteen hundred is realistic. If he can give me just a little bit over a thousand, eleven hundred on the ground, and you know, maybe in like the four hundred to five hundred range through the air, uh, you got something cooking there with Rashad White. And I think that's exactly what the Bucks expect out of him uh, this season. I mean, if you think about it, fourteen, you know, thirteen to fourteen hundred yards, that's you know, sixty yards rushing, thirty yards receiving a game. Exactly. I think that's very. It's cool. not that much. They didn't yeah, really I mean, use him to the best of his right. ability in the passing game last year. Which, coming out of Arizona State, that's what we always heard was that that was his best trait was his mm-hmm. ability to catch out of the backfield. And I think Canales is going to get him involved a lot this season. Oh yes. Fire oh, left, yes. which kind of just said, yeah, no, 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 we're not going to do it. And I'll tell you what you want to you know you want to boot bootleg and, and and put him out in the flat and and get him the ball in space against a linebacker. I'll take that all day long. He he, he will make that guy miss every single time. So we'll see. It, like it wouldn't uh, shock me if Rashad White was the third leading receiver on this team. That, would neither. not shock me. Because I, I don't think the tight ends are gonna. I, I'm, you know me. I'm I'm a little down on the tight ends. I, I, not, I shouldn't say down. I just I'm a real wait and see on the tight I, ends. I, I think Kate Kate Otten, to me his ceiling in this league. I think he's a 600 to 650 yard a season guy at his ceiling. Yeah. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. You no. know that's okay. I think the the tight end the tight end position though has boomed in recent years. Where you, usually you like the best tight ends to be in that kind of 850 to now over a thousand range. I don't yeah, think he's yeah. that. I think he's no, in that he's tier that below guy. that where he's in that 600 to 650 range, which 15 years ago, I think that was great. But now yeah. I think it's just kind of – I think he's just average. He's average. league average. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think he's special. He's, no. He can get the job done, but I don't, I don't think he's special in any way. Prove me wrong, though, hopefully. All right, let, but what you love about Rashad is just listening to him. Like, I love listening to him talk. We gotta, we're going to play some sound here. We'll stop it down. Um, we'll try to get the questions in there. I know they're a little faint, but uh, I just wanted you guys to get a little taste for who he is, 
how confident he is and, and uh, what he sounds like. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, trash talking with the defense. Uh, yeah, I guess I can hold that crown right now. Uh, it's pretty good amount of guys that be talking trash, but you know how it is. It's just all fun, though, and things like that. But, <clears throat> of course, having Coach uh, Dave and coming from Seattle and we be out there and sometimes Ryan be trying to call out the play and call out stuff. So I talk a lot of stuff to him like, bro, don't be, don't be trying to be the little mole on the defensive side trying to tell our plays and stuff like that. So. More trash talk questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just all fun. Trash talking brings out the you know the nature of to me sports and uh the competitiveness in sports and it just gets you in a different energy different atmosphere so it's all fun though it ain't nothing like disrespect for nothing like that but it's just more like like come on i'm here let, let's go we here yeah for sure do that Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Coach Bowles for sure gives you a, a bunch of looks that you probably not even gonna see throughout the whole year. So uh, it's it's for sure good to practice gets it. Uh, just all different looks. I mean, just the linebackers, just the safety that come and guys like that that give a great look on blitzing and, and things like that. Yeah, it's for sure it helps you out a lot in pass protecting. Uh, of course, having you know uh, Coach Pete, like he you know he's big on that as well. Is the trash talking though part of Nah, I mean. Uh, nah, I mean, I'm I'm just out here having fun. I mean, just be it's just feel good to be out here, be healthy. Uh, my teammates, just uh, you know how it is, the atmosphere of the things, and just it brings out like camaraderie to me, uh, like trash talking, just having fun, just uh, showing a different side of other guys as well. So I think that's huge out here, personality and things like that. Uh, I mean, me and Bake, we go at it every day, literally every day. Every time we see each other, we say something to each other. But, uh, yeah, just right now, I probably got Bake by a little bit. Uh, I mean, just the different looks that we give the defense, just just the different opportunities. Um, just, I mean, the energy been great. Obviously, we all happy about it. Um, and just like pocket movement. Um, just get the defense running side to side as well as it's just a well-balanced offense to me and things like that and then the shots and the plays and uh, you just see guys like Chris and Mike and how they be open and it might come to the sideline saying man I ain't really been this open like this in a minute it feel good so just seeing things like that been it been great just happiness it's just been fun. Um, I mean, the feel I get for me right now, just to me, it's just balance. And I mean, they harp about it all the time, Coach Bowles and obviously Coach Dave, and about you know you got to be able to run, you got to be able to do both. So that's the uh, the feel I've been getting, honestly. But um, I mean, just to come to it, and yeah, you you actually do a lot, and that's good. You know, the running back position and how it is, and, and, and where guys trying to go with it, um, it's kind of great to be actually do everything as well. Just having. Uh, Excuse me. Having guys behind you, like you know, I got Keyshawn and and Sneak. I mean, Keyshawn and Chase, and just things like that. Um, and and that's how it be though. You always need some help and stuff like that. So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be well balanced. When you feel you have to do to reach the next level, what's your focus here in OTAs, mini camp? 
my biggest focus is just, uh, like you said, just getting better every day. Like you said, just getting my plays all down, just being able to go out there and play fast with confidence. Um, uh, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, you know, it's a team game. Uh, obviously, yeah, I focus on me and do my job, and that's all I can do. But honestly, it all comes from the work out there, just getting better footwork, getting bigger, faster, stronger, just learning in the, in the, in the meeting rooms and, and things like that, or how to do things better. Obviously, going against the defense, it gives you different looks, and they play things differently. So just going against all them different looks, it just keeps sharpening up your tools every day. Yeah. Uh, nah, honestly, we don't even talk about it. Uh, we, you know, last year for us, this was last year. Uh, we just come out here with new energy, uh, new year, um, great opportunity for all of us. Um, especially think about all the guys in the room. So, um, that's all we really harp on is opportunities, things like that, and just getting better, pushing each other. Let's stop it down for a sec. Um, couple of things there. Number one, and this is, I think, one of the reasons a lot of people are down on Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn is they go, oh, the Bucks were last in rushing. They were the worst in the league. So how good can these running backs be? And I just think that's, that's folly. I mean, and that's why Rashad responded the way he did. It's like, no, we don't, <laughs> we don't look at ourselves that way because we know we weren't used the way we're supposed to be used. They know how dysfunctional this offense was last year with the mix of Brady and Byron Leftwich, and, you know, it was clueless. We've talked about this ad nauseum, so I'm not going to go over the different reasons why the scheme is awful. Um, but that's why these guys don't wear it, and, and nor should they. They should not wear it. So it you know, and to think that these guys are bad running backs because the rest, the running attack, I know, you know, one, it's not causation, right? It's not, oh, terrible running game must be terrible running backs. No. First of all, how many carries did Keyshawn Vaughn get? How many carries did, did, did and look at the look at the running game? How predictable it was, and, and and the fact that the passing game was so short, everybody knew Brady was going to get the ball out in two point one seconds. So why you got safeties creeping up to the line? Every you go back and look at the tape, which of course I watched the tape ad nauseum myself, and you'll you'll see. Uh, I'm like, okay, why did this why did this play break down? Left guard. Double combo block there. They bounce up to the, wow, everything looks good. Holes there. And then what happens? Here comes two safeties who you don't really account for in the running game for the most part, um, who are so close to the run of the scrimmage. They're making the tackle in, in the hole two, two yards. You know, you got, you got a, you know, in the NFL, you get, you know, this much. That's a hole, right? That's a hole. You get a safety who's coming up and filling. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. So it's, and and that happened all the time, and that's because they knew what the Bucks were doing. They weren't scared of the deep passing game. It crushes your running game. So I'm not. I, I when you see these guys out in the open field where they have to make guys miss, for the most part, from what I saw on tape, they did. And that's what you ask a running back to do: have good vision, try to find where the hole is. That's why I think they're un, unfairly maligned. Yeah, that's why the box scores can be deceiving to right. look at. Because you look at the final numbers and you go, uh, 481 yards, 3.7 average. Eh. That's exactly what you look at, right? And if you didn't watch the games, I understand why people would go, oh, well, why are people right. talking this guy up? He doesn't look like right. he's any good. But I think real people around this league who pay attention and watch the tape know that Rashad White is a player in this league. Um, got some great pub at the end of last year with the whole angry runs thing, which yeah, you could argue yeah. he could have won that, to be honest with you, but he didn't. Uh, but still, Rashad White, to me, like I said, he is almost the most important piece to this offense 
of what they're going to want to do because if you're bottom three or bottom five in rushing again this season, then we're talking about the Bucks being a probably picking in the top seven or five then if it's yeah. that bad again. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah, and I think the biggest reason they didn't take a running back is because they know what they got. They got two guys, and I think Chase Edmonds, look, he's no superstar, but I think they'll find a role for him. Um, and the kid from Syracuse who hasn't been cleared yet, uh, Sean Tucker, right? Um, I, I see a lot of people who looked at his tape and loved him, love him as a running back. And he was very productive at Syracuse. So he's got the heart issue, and I, I don't think he's been cleared yet. No. Which is why he wasn't drafted. So, we you know, he's kind of a wild card. But I've, I've heard a lot of people say great things about him. So if he gets cleared, that could be a steal for the Buccaneers in the running back room. So we'll see. I think they're going to be extremely, well, way more productive, hard to be worse, um, in the running game. And I think Rashad White's going to be, I think he's going to be better than fine. I think he's going to be really good. I really do. I don't know what the over-under is for him on yards from scrimmage this year. We'll look it up in the break, but um, I think when I'm in Vegas, I'm definitely going to plop down some money on the over there for sure. No no doubt about it. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I want to get to the uh, Stamkos quote on the specialty jerseys. And also, uh, Stamkos, we have a little sound from him last night uh, winning the Leadership Award, the Mark Messier Leadership Award. He gave a great little speech there. So we'll, uh, we'll listen to that. And uh, a couple more things on USF on the field. Alex Gullish has got uh, five new transfers that he just brought into the portal. Uh, some pretty decent players. So we'll hit that as well. When we come back, we're brought to you by American Mortgage Services. If you are in the market for a refinance, and remember, folks, even 6% is a lot lower than you're paying on your credit cards, go get a refi. Uh, good time to do it. And American Mortgage Services will keep the fees the lowest. Scott Fitzgerald knows what he's doing. He's done three of my loans. He's the best in the business. Reach him, Scott, at amstampa.com. Scott at amstampa.com. Back in three. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy.
guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. Go back to the JP Peterson Show here, brought to you by the great folks at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. We'll uh, talk with Chris Lugo on Thursday. So if you ever have any medical questions, nutrition questions, workout questions, uh, questions on testosterone therapy, questions on stem cell therapy, any of that stuff, uh, drop them in our comments. Uh, you can email me, JP at thejppetersonshow.com, or better yet, just go to Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com, get an appointment with Chris Lugo, and make him your primary care physician. That's a great idea. I did that this last week, and on my way to drop in 20 pounds, uh, getting healthier, getting um, a lot of some of the minor issues that I have taken care of before they become major issues, and that's a great way to do it. So if you're looking for a new primary care, and if you have insurance, he doesn't take insurance, he's concierge, but it's like 175 for the first visit, and then you use your insurance to get your labs, to go see your specialty doctors, to get any surgeries that you need, any of that stuff. So combining your insurance with a concierge doctor is a really good way to go because you get somebody who's directing your health care um, that will actually spend time with you 
and talk about alternative therapies rather than just writing a script from Big Pharma and say, here, take this and it'll mask the symptoms. That's not fixing you. It's not fixing you. That's old Western medicine. Uh, be smarter about your approach to your own personal health. Um, get a, get a, a diet that is prescribed just for you based on your blood work. Uh, a workout routine. A sleep is also, we always talk about that. So get your health in order. Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C. Go see Chris Lugo like myself and many of my friends have done. Make them your primary care. You will thank me. Trust me on that. Um, all right. Um, Steven Stankos last night. We have the uh, sound from his acceptance of the Mark Messier Leadership Award, I believe. Yes, we uh, did. Great night for, and, and God, what a season for Stammer, huh? With the 500 goals, um, just 1,000 points, everything that he did this year. What a way to cap it off with this Mark Messier Leadership Award that he so richly deserves. Here's Stammer. Thanks, Mark. Um, it's an honor to, to get this award from you. Obviously, one of the greatest leaders that this sport has ever seen and a tremendous spokesperson for our game today. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know that it's, uh, it's a lot of responsibility being a leader and it doesn't just fall on one person and I've been very fortunate to play with some amazing players uh, over the course of my career so thank you to all the past and present teammates, um, the fellow leadership group that, that we have in Tampa, I really appreciate all your support and like you mentioned, um, it's not just at the rink, it's not just that letter on, on your jersey, it, it extends out, it extends to your home too. I got two young boys at home and you want to be a leader, you want to be a good role model to them. Um, although they're, they're both under four, so I'm really the leader of handing out timeouts and <laughs> handing out snacks when mom says no and I say yes. So, um, But you also touched on the, the community aspect and that's something that I've been very fortunate to be a part of in Tampa for 15 years and be under the guidance of Mr. Vinnick and his family for the past 10. And they're the class act when it comes to that. And as you saw on the, tele, or on the, on the TV, being involved with the Ronald McDonald House in Tampa Bay, um, it means a lot to my family and I. So thank you to everyone who supported me in that venture. Obviously my friends and family, um, my parents, my wife, my two boys, I love you and thank you very much. Steven Stamkos there with his acceptance last night of the uh, Mark Messier Leadership Award. And we've talked a lot about this, Nick. His leadership um, is just fantastic. And I think it's obviously one of the huge keys to, uh, to the Lightning winning those two Stanley Cups and getting back to a conference final. Um, the way he's matured, I mean, I've covered him since he got here when he was 18 years old. And obviously the talent has always been there. But the way he's fought through injuries – um, and just led this team to this, the, those uh, accolades is tremendous, and he, he richly deserves that. No question. The single about it. most important athlete, I want to say, maybe in Tampa Bay sports history. I know, like, for short term, Tom Brady was really important to the Bucks, but Steven Stamp goes to longevity 15 years of being with his franchise. I mean, we're almost pushing on a decade him here of him being a captain. Uh, for the Lightning, and not many guys can say they've been a captain for that long in the NHL. And the way he talks about the community impact, and I mean, you, you talk a lot about these guys being great ambassadors for the Tampa Bay community. And if you can't tell in that clip that Steven Santos loves being in Tampa Bay, mm. I mean, it's very apparent. 
he holds that honor with great prestige, being a captain and a leader in the community. So, again, he's one of those guys. He's a lifer. I know the contract situation is what it is, and I think they're going to get something done probably to, to make him a, a Tampa Bay Lightning member for life, and I think he's, he's definitely fully deserved that. And also, you know, just to transition, the answer he gave yesterday, I know you wanted to get to that here. Yeah, I got it right here, and this is uh, regarding the – NHL's decision to do away with the warm-up jerseys, the specialty warm-up jerseys, which is something I, I really think the NF, the NHL missed the mark on this um, because there's so much good that is done. And once again, we're making a stupid mistake here, you know, throwing out the baby for the bathwater. It's, you know, talk about, I mean, just some of the fun pregame warm-ups ones that we do, supporting uh, the, the Gasparilla ones, for instance, were fantastic. The black jerseys, uh, fans love those ones. And, of course, the ones supporting uh, cancer, a stand-up for cancer. I mean, there's so many great pregame war, And the fans love them. The fans absolutely love them. And, of course, with the controversy of the Pride Nights, uh, some of the players did not want to wear them. And, you know, because of their religious beliefs, I get it. Um, I understand it. A lot of players wanted to wear them, which is which is good, too, supporting that. Um it's well. Let me just read what Stamkos said because I think he, he he nailed it here. He said, "Obviously, a tricky situation. I think guys should have the right to do what they want. I think that the thing that is disappointing is when you had players who decided not to wear the jersey for warm up. They were the headline of the story. It wasn't ninety eight or ninety nine percent of the other players that wore the jersey and enjoyed wearing it and were proud wearing it, whatever jersey it was, whether it was the Pride, the Military Night." The Cancer Knights, guys take a lot of pride in wearing those types of jerseys. He continues, and listen, it should be your decision, but the story shouldn't be about the guy that didn't wear it and the one guy or two guys. I know that's the world we live in where that's the story, not the success part. That seems to get lost a lot in the mainstream media these days. Gosh, could not agree more. I understand that that's what gets the clicks and that's what gets the views. But the word distraction gets thrown around, and I don't think it have to be have been a distraction. It could have been a non-issue while focusing on the good that was coming out of those nights and the money that was raised and the players that did wear the jerseys those nights. And I think that's been the unfortunate part of it all. I mean, I cannot say it any better than that. And yes, let's blame the media. And let's blame the people in society that want to, if it's because a guy doesn't want to wear it for his uh, beliefs or whatever, automatically got to make him a homophobe. He's the problem. He's the part, you know, he's, he's the devil, blah, 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 blah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Especially when you're ignoring the fact that, not, like Tamer says, 98 to 99% of the players are wearing them. And most of the people are supporting it. If somebody doesn't support it, you don't know what their reasons are. You don't know. Just respect them. And move on. It, Why it, is that so hard to do? It was always a non-issue to me. It was like, and when you say 99%, it's like 99.9. Okay? Right, it exactly. was like three dudes. It was like three dudes. But again, that's, only, that's all anybody wanted to concentrate on. And listen, I'm in the, I'm in the media game. I get it. Uh, did I write stories about Ivan Provorov not wearing the jersey and John Tortorello's response? Yes, I did. Okay? Because that's just, you know how it goes. You know how it goes, JP. It's, it's part mm-hmm. of the... It gets clicks. It gets people talking, comments, all those things. Stamkos is not lying there. But I think there's a large part of the hockey media <clears throat> who has sort of tried to put on this cape to, like, just go after, like, everybody that didn't do it. And it became the only part of the story rather than what those nights represent 
and all the good that was coming out of it, that that part but just got why, lost. Why can't Gary Bettman just say, hey, listen, we're giving our players opportunities to wear these jerseys, and if some players don't want to do it, that's fine, and support those players' decisions not to Gary, do yeah, it. Gary Bettman has, has bent the knee... To, to oh because of three, because of three people and some right. and some people on social media who have no profile picture and right. if, they, if they went away tomorrow the world wouldn't know them and, and and remember them or anything that's just really what's happened here but this is typical this is typical NHL do you expect the NHL to make the right decisions when it comes to no things? no no this no. is knee jerk as it gets and now you know what you've done now Stamkos wasn't the only player to speak on this. Letang, Chris Letang spoke on this, other players. This has all become a firestorm where the media has to know the opinion of every player. Right, right how do you, exactly. How do you feel about this? It's almost like they're waiting for that gotcha moment. Gotcha. That's exactly what they're doing. That's all that's and, going on here. And it 